welcome to Clear Horror High. Hosted by Chris Vecchio and Nikki Jack. Welcome back to Queer Horror High, where we're queer, we love horror, and we're really fucking high. I'm Chris, and I'm a queer Gemini demon. And I'm Nikki, and I'm here to put the ho <laughs> in ho, 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 because it's the holidays. Hell it yeah. Is. I just freestyled that. Bye. Hell yeah. Um, but happy holidays, friend. We are recording on Christmas Eve. Christmas. It is the 24th. It just got dark. And um, I have ice cream in the freezer. Cute. You made, you made it? You bought it? It was good. I made some no-churn ice cream, and the flavor is bourbon lemon pepper. Okay. So I took a risk. Savory as hell. Yeah, and I have no idea um, if I put enough of all of the ingredients in, and the bourbon recipe seemed a little subtle. So uh, it might just be vanilla and thangs by the end of it, but we'll see. So hopefully um, it all balances out. Well, what's the high tea? How's your ho- your holidays going, your holiday season? It's good. Uh, I am smoking on Z-Cap, which I have never heard of before today, or the other day when I purchased it. It is an indica. It's a Skittles. And okay. Cap Junkie Hybrid. Um, and it's delicious. It's just, you know, it's a it's a dank, fruity one, which, you know, lemony. Hell yeah. So, so it's doing its job. It's nice and stony. I feel relaxed. What are you smoking on? These are some, like, Girl Scout cookie dabs. And then Yum. some black cherry gelato dabs. I also got some Gorilla Glue flour and some boysenberry lemonade uh, edibles. So I got a little bit of everything. Delicious. Hell yeah. We just eating hella high. This mm-hmm. is actually um, not your average episode, y'all. We actually, d- we're not like covering anything in particular as much as just it's like what we've called the uh, end of the year, heavy day, spectacular, extravaganza, eleganza, brrr, bitch. It's the holidays. Yep. <laughs> season. It's also our 50th episode. Yeah, so we thought we'd just, like, throw in a little fun episode. This is a good one for listeners who, like, don't want to fully get invested in a movie but still want to talk about movies. Um, This one we're just going to talk about movies that we consider Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies, technically. Yeah, I would say most of my favorite, you know, Christmassy horror movies are not very Christmas-focused, or at least a lot of them. Some are. Yeah, all, all my favorite Christmas movies, for the most part, are not, like, technically Christmas movies. I'm not a corny bitch like that, usually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. Um, and even certain Christmas movies that I do fuck with, I, fa- I find them terrifying. Yeah, all the obligations, which yeah. I will get into during one of these questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. being around family a lot, you know, that can be traumatizing, especially for queer people. Absolutely. So, yeah, I love that we're doing this little episode. So if this is this is for all of our two stone to pay attention to a full real episode listeners out there. Um, AKA my friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So friend, what, like, let's get it right into it. What are some movies or like, what's a movie to you that stands out the most as like a holiday horror movie? I mean, I don't, <laughs> don't steal mine. That's the thing. It's like the first There's one that in my head. There's I know. Hold on. You got to give me a second now. <laughs> Um, you can be uh, creative. You've seen more movies than me. That that's true. Uh, Black Christmas, then you know. I okay. mean, we have a question coming about that, but mm-hmm. it, it, like the original nineteen seventy four one, to me, it's just a very comforting film. Christmas is a theme in this movie, but um, you know, not predominantly so. It's just it takes place over the course of the holidays, but. Christmas isn't overtly a part of it, except for the setting. Mm, okay. I know what yours is. <laughs> Everybody knows what mine is. It's the damn shining. Yeah. <laughs> I also, 
I would fight and say the child's play is a Christmas movie. I mean, there is snow in it. It's wintry. You know, she's buying him a Christmas present. So for sure. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, as soon as you ask the question, The Shining is the thing that popped up in my head. Because yeah. it's just like a family tradition in a way. That's how when I got introduced to it. I also think Gremlins. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that is a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. But I don't feel like people like automatically think it's a Christmas movie. They should, though. Yeah. Batman Returns. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's definitely a Christmas one. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the ones that are not explicitly Christmas, and they don't necessarily contain themes of, like, togetherness and, mm-hmm. I don't know, Christian love. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love The Shining being considered a Christmas movie, though, because it's so dark, and it is kind of, it is the most Christmas of Christmas movies because it's, like, traumatic you're put in the scenario where you're like, either we're going to get really close or we're going to fucking kill each other. And of mm-hmm. course they kill each other because that's what you want to do when you're with your family for too long. You're never like, damn, this is going to make us closer. I've known you my whole life. How much fucking closer can we get? At this point, the only alternative is to fucking kill you. Um, so I find that really endearing and sweet. Um, <laughs> I also think um, all the colors, like the patterns and stuff, even how like, Jack's tie when he does like the uh when he's in the the interview his green tie is like the the maze I think that's so cool they're just like little things where you're like mm-hmm. hey they're just like this is Christmas Danny and all his plaids I mean and the blood there's a lot of blood blood is super red that crushed velvet in the gold room the red couches with the green mm-hmm. Uh, and the floor, that famous floor pattern has red in it. Like, I know it's also orange, which is not very Christmassy, but it still evokes, like, a, a colder time with that color. Yeah, I love The Shining. It's one of my favorite movies, and we always kind of talk about covering that movie on the show, but it's just, like, so deep and so intricate that it's just, like, that would be, like, that would be, like, a two-part episode, y'all. So I'm very curious how we could even cover that. But, um, like, do you have any favorite scenes from The Shining? Um, this is kind of stereotypical, but I do specifically love the maze ending. Not just because of the tension and how unhinged Jack Nicholson is in that scene, but I fucking love a hedge maze. Like, if I was a bougie rich asshole, my first bougie rich project for my land would be put in a fucking hedge maze. Because I love getting lost in shit. Like, me and my friend in high school would just drive around and get lost in whatever neighborhoods we felt like it, ones that we didn't know. Often bad neighborhoods because we were stupid white people looking for adventure. <laughs> white people be so bored, they got they go looking for trouble. I love that. That basically is what it was. Like, we weren't looking to get into shit, but we were looking to see stuff that was different. Okay, so we love the maze scene. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. Who shit. I feel like this weed is getting me. Uh, okay, cool. Let me think. Yeah, what's your favorite? Because there's quite a few. There's a lot of good ones, obviously. I just love Danny riding around the hotel on the strike. Like the montage where it's just like all the, the rolling over and over again. Yes. And the sound that it makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a little bit of like an eargasm with that. I could hear it right now. That like... That, like, whirring of his... Yes. Over that wood floor. Carpeted wood. And even, like, the towel when it hit them corners, how, like, so mm-hmm. hard. He was riding around and getting it in that damn hotel. So I would have mm-hmm. crashed right into them twins, like, bowling pins. Like, yeah. <laughs> move, move, bitches. <laughs> oh, God. Get out the way. <laughs> they're so punchable, too. <laughs> yeah, did you know them? They're not even twins, though. One was eight and one was ten. I know. Yeah, they look so... It's That's kind of creepy. That's like, the inbred is so deep in that family that the inbred look the same every time. That's also why I love The Shining overall. There's so many Easter eggs and you could just spend mm-hmm. hours diving into all the little tricks that Kubrick did with that movie. It's, uh, it's fun. Yeah, he is a very, um, to be kind to him and his uh, genius, we will say tedious <laughs> filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Intricate, uh, intricate. I was like, I like how you wrap that up. It's the holidays. We be nice, y'all. Mm-hmm. Now we have David Fincher instead. You know, there's always one. There's always one. God, you're right. 
I also love the Here's Johnny scene, but not because of Jack Nicholson, though I do love him. But Shelley Duvall just really sells it in that scene. And people always make fun of her. But, you know, justice for Shelley, she killed it. And her Razzie win for that is bullshit. It is. And I love her long ass cigarette ash. Oh my God, yes. And her, um, I don't know, it's like dumpy couture. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. she, she's got like a freaking like tan turtleneck. She just gives like eternal dishpan hands. Like your hands oh. are like always just like wet and yes. like brittle from washing dishes. She does. She always looks tired from chores, but I never see her <laughs> doing them. <laughs> like, she looks like you've been working all day, but I ain't seen a damn thing in this house clean. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> You sweep in the same area. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's getting wet is any the, the many surfaces you've been crying on. <laughs> Ooh, it took me a minute to get that sentence out. But. Literally. <laughs> All she did was cry in that damn movie. It was appropriate for the character. It was just, you know, yeah. it was a lot of crying and a lot of terror. She was being terrorized the whole time. Yeah, you married a maniac. I can only understand so many tears, you know? But she sells the shit out of that moment because you could tell that, like, she wants to save her, but more importantly, she wants to save her damn son from this psychopath that I think that she knew she married. And she's also reckoning with the fact that, oh, shit, like, I was right the whole time, probably. And yeah. she's regretting a lot of life choices in that moment. And you could see all of that. The terror of the moment and the terror of the last 10 years of her life or however many it's been. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely that. Yeah, I love that. I also love Dick Halloran. Oh, yeah. Scatman and others. That's one of my least favorite parts of the movie is that he dies because he doesn't die in the book. And he doesn't need to die, yeah. He didn't have to die. I think it was done to just make it more sad. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really age well. And also, it, you know, the movie is sad anyway. Because Jack dies and, you know, he still terrorizes people, his family. Yeah. And other people have died in the hotel and we kind of get glimpses into that also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it it just felt a little cheap. Purposeless. Yeah, because the book was great too and it didn't need it. Okay, that's my next question. What do you think is better, the book or the movie? Uh, mm-hmm. They're not the same. They're not the same. I will say the book. Yeah, so will I, any day. Just because as much as I really appreciate Jack Nicholson's performance, it's a common criticism of his performance so i'm not being original here but i do kind of agree with it that you see the crazy right away and i don't necessarily dislike that but in the book that's what kind of keeps you more intrigued because you're you're questioning it a little Uh bit whereas in this movie it's like no the shining has taken this man and even before that like for obvious reasons if you know yeah believe in a certain interpretation of the ending it's obvious from the jump before he gets to the hotel that he's off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My like critique of the the movie was just that it didn't it didn't build up the way that the book did for me. I read that book when yeah. I was in sixth grade. And I remember being like, "Oh my god!" And then I, because I watched the movie in fifth grade, I rented it with my friend Mally with the Rose at a slumber party. We watched mm-hmm. it. Because her mom was like, you guys both get to pick out a movie. And I picked The Shining. And her mom was like, do you know what this movie is? Hey, Mallory. No. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mallory. We still follow each other. Hey, Greg. But yeah, then I read the book the next year in sixth grade. And I remember like, first of all, this is way better. But second of all, holy shit. This is way scarier. Like, way scarier. But I do think that the buildup is like what what matters to it. Because like a slow progression, kind of like... Mm-hmm. If he would have played it, even like Kathy Bates in Misery. Yeah, like there, there weren't exactly layers to the character. Not yeah. as many as, not nearly as many as the book. And I don't blame Jack Nicholson so much for that. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick is a very decisive director. Again, these are the nicest terms. And, <laughs> you know, he will get out of you whatever he wants. He wants. Yeah. So there is no way that anything that Jack Nicholson did was not sifted through the uh, POV of Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, because Shelly Duvall will tell you if you if you don't like it, he'll make you do it again, baby. <laughs> a hundred times, maybe. <laughs> yeah, literally. Break it down a lot, a bit, and then blame you for it. Mm-hmm. The Marilyn Monroe effect. <laughs> oh God, yeah. But yeah, I I also consider um, 
this is a Christmas movie, but I consider it a horror movie. A Muppet's Christmas Carol. The story of a Christmas Carol in general. Exactly. Anything Scrooge related. Yeah. You know, it has ghosts in it. And but I said the Muppet I like that one the best. It's the Muppets. I think it is the best one. The one from like the 50s is good. The Flintstones one is I. Oh my God. The Flintstones Christmas special in general. You just saying that word brought back a sense memory of me popping that VHS tape yep. in and watching the Christmas Flintstone special so where good. Fred is like shopping for Wilma for jewelry or some shit. And it's no, it's, ah, uh, I want to find that somewhere. So good. That and Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. That was uh, good too. I remember there was also a Jetsons one. I didn't like fuck with the Jetsons the as Jetsons much, one but is I liked good. it. Yeah. The Jetsons, the Jetsons versus the Flintstones was like a good ass movie. I think the tape that I have with the Flintstones Christmas special also has the Jetsons on it. Yeah, I was like, whoa, the two worlds collide? What? That was like Mm -hmm. groundbreaking cinema to me. I was like, oh, no, that the future and the past will collab like this, y'all. They meet in for the first time. Mm -hmm. How how are they going to react, you know? If you mix the future and the past, do you get the present? (gasps) Crazy. These are the questions we need to be asking. Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, it was like six (laughs) going through it. Um, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, I love Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is so good around Christmas time, too. I have to ask, which of the four mystery solvers, you could choose the dog if you'd like, uh, did you imagine yourself as as a child? Daphne. Yeah, for me, too. Clearly. Yeah, yeah, Daphne. She was fabulous. Boots. She was fabulous. And I never knew until I saw her that green, purple, and orange could go together and not be hideous. And not be good ugly. for you. She yeah. had the cutest little outfit. It's like the Joker and Poison Ivy mixed together, but she looks good. Looks good. Very mod. They tried to sexify Velma later, but it just wasn't hitting on nothing. No, but I also like Velma too. Like I, I like, do. I like the nerdiness. I, I, I don't love orange on orange, but mm-hmm. she works it out. <laughs> or is it orange on brown? It's orange on brown. Yeah, that's still not my favorite, but it's very, it's in line with the time period. They look straight out of 1970. All yeah, of them. <laughs> she a freak though. Oh, yeah. I can imagine it. You know, when she takes them glasses off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's over. That little, <laughs> little bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's like that girl in Hide and Go Seek or Hide and Go Shriek who does the fucking strip tease and she starts taking off and you're like, damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. She got some big titties under that sweater. She just reminded me of like a, a white tootie from um, Facts Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Facts Live, all of our old listeners. But should we answer some questions from the people? Okay, so yeah, y'all, we got some letters from the class. And, because this is queer core, hi. We not just hi, this is also a skew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, letters from the class. Uh, Chris, do you want to read some stuff that the people sent us? Yeah, ho, ho, ho. No, I, yeah. I, we both have Santa hats on, actually. Yeah, we do, with the people talking back. Uh, mm-hmm. So, was that a burp, or did you just go, eh? I went, eh. Oh, okay, well. It would have been funny if it was a burp too. But anyway, um, the first question is, what are the thoughts on the Terror Fire 3 teaser trailer? Are you excited for the Christmas crossover? So neither of us are Terror Fire fans. I know that that is blasphemous, but that's why we're doing this question first to win you back over. <laughs> yeah, literally. I just don't like Terrifier. I think mm-hmm. Art the Clown is cool. Mm-hmm. And actually super creepy. I think mm-hmm. that uh, David Howard that. Thornton does a great job. I really appreciate how eerie that clown is. With that said, um, that level of gore without anything to say is not for me. And I love gore, Mama. I do. I do. It's just not for me. So I haven't seen Terrifier 2, and I don't really care about Terrifier 3. However, I don't get why people are so livid that it's going to be a Christmas thing. Like, who fucking cares? I just feel like if they're going to do it, they need to go full hog and have, like, mistletoe made out of nipples and, like, a Christmas tree decorated with pussy lips. And, and, like, body, actual body parts. Like, you have, like, a flesh tree. Yeah, like, cum-covered, decapitated limbs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want someone to just, like, shit in stockings and, like, leave them fucking dripping blood. Like, using someone's small intestine as a stocking. Oh, yeah. Gift yeah. wrapping with, like, human flesh. 
Yeah, all the bows on everything are just like, I don't know. Various organs. Scalps. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Just mm-hmm. disgusting. That's it's just so unnecessarily gross. Like I watched What's the first one's not even called Terrifier. It's called the it's called All Hallows Eve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like it's haunted hollow something like that. But I remember I started that shit and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And why it's like it's in that same realm of human centipede. Just I will not. Why do we need to see that? And what what do, what do we learn? Do we like? Because the thing is with horror in particular, there's always a message there. Whether it's like uh, blatantly obvious with the messages, a commentary on society, a political message. Like I look for the the underlying meaning in the horror, or like I try to find like the the theme, something, mm-hmm. something to give it like a backbone and like to justify, like, the, uh, violence. (laughs) It's not just violence for me. It's, like, disregard for human life. Mm -hmm. And just, if a character is so disposable, it shouldn't be the same type of person every time. And I'm sorry, like, I feel like people dismiss that Terrifier in any way is misogynistic because the actresses that played those women were like, well, I like it. Yeah. I don't I don't care. I am sorry. I don't care. Yeah. Because in the end, he only cuts off a woman's titties and saws a woman in half at the pussy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He never like castrates the men. He just beats them to a bloody pulp. Yeah, literally. So why do the women always get a sexual disrespectful ass death? Yeah. Maybe that didn't happen in the second one, but it did happen in the first one. I don't want to see all that. I see enough. Anyways, next question, what else are the people talking about? <laughs> yeah, oh my god. We love you. It's not about who asked the question. I just don't like the fans of that series in general. And that too. Thank you for asking the question and giving us some spicy desire to that. <laughs> Keep yeah. listening. Yeah, this um this holiday cake has some black pepper in it, just like my motherfucking ice cream. <laughs> um, and by holiday cake, I mean the episode. I don't know. I'm high. So um, <gasps> the, <laughs> the next question... We were already talking about this movie, so let's get into this. Is Black Christmas an appropriate film for the holidays? Yes, the fuck it is. All three. Hell yeah. All of them are. It's called Black Christmas. I put out Mean Girls as a fucking Christmas movie, so hell yeah, Black Christmas is a Christmas movie. Because none of them are, like, overtly Christmassy. It's Mm -hmm. more of a a backdrop. Mm -hmm. I I would say the middle one, like the 2006 one. Oh, I saw that in theaters. That's my least favorite of the three, but I think most people think that the 2019 version is the worst. And, you know, you if, know, you, if that's I your opinion, like I don't mind if you don't like the movie. I don't like people not liking it because it's too woke. That's annoying to me. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, yeah. I like the first one. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the one in 2006, I was like, oh, but then I saw 2019. I'm like, okay, we're doing too much. I still well, watched yeah. it anyway, and it was, it was good. It's like, whatever. But at that point, I was already over it. Right. But, yeah, I fuck with Black Christmas. Hell yeah. Shout out to Black Christmas. That yeah. Don't throw it on tonight, y'all. Watch Black Christmas. Well, by the time you hear this, it won't be Christmas. But I hope you watch Black Christmas. Me too. Watch anyone. Yeah. You know, there's snow, there's Christmas trees, and there's murder. They all have their charm. Yeah, so. Keep your family out. Watch Black Christmas. And yes. then throw on The Shining for a little calm down. Yeah, a long calm down. Smoke a big blunt yeah. afterwards and then let The Shining wash over you. Yeah, literally wash <laughs> over you. So the next question is, what holiday traditions do you wish would just die? Um, I touched on familial, familial obligation because, no, why do I have to call or why am I expected to call like every member of my fucking family and say Merry Christmas? Oh, hell no. No. I will call my parents together. Uh-huh. And that's it. Uh-huh. My grandparents are all gone. No one else, you ain't getting shit. Yeah, that's mostly why I kind of abandoned my family because I got tired of saying happy holidays every damn year. Nobody yeah. trying to be texting all y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> why why say happy birthday when you could just stop? <laughs> You know, you could fall off the face of the earth and go missing. Yeah, social media exists. And even before that, like, I don't care. And you know what? I actually, I don't have my family on my social media. So I will not say anything to them on there either. But, you know. 
Point being, be better people and don't make me obligated to talk to you because you feel guilty about being shit the rest of the year. Holiday traditions, I want to die. Potlucks. Oh my god, yeah, my other one is mass gift exchanges. So yeah, I agree with potlucks as well. Yeah, potlucks, uh-uh. Because Cindy, I know that you put your damn cats on the counter at home. I see you. I see Mr. Pickles and his little paws. And if you offer me anything and there's just like a sliver of a hair, it's not from your damn Santa hat, okay? It's Mr. Pickles' paws. I'll open the mashed potatoes. Wait, do you know someone with a cat named Mr. Pickles? I made that up. Okay, because that is amazing. I really hope if you get a cat, you name it that, because if you don't, I'm going to name my cat that one day. Yeah, just leave it alone, guys. Leave that nasty. People don't wash their hands. I need to see you make it. And even then, if I see you make it, I don't know you know what you're doing. I don't know you know what you're doing. I wouldn't even let my coworkers make me chips and dip, okay? <laughs> and it comes pre-made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, not everyone can cook. No, should. Have, like, two or three people that can cook, make the food, and you know what? You other bitches Venmo them for their effort and then bring the drinks. Yup. That's, that's what it should be. Bring plates and clean up, you know? And also, like, people don't understand sanitation rules once the food is already made as well. Like, you cannot leave pigs in a blanket out for seven hours and mm-hmm. still, no. I mean, okay, maybe that one because hot dogs are super processed. But, like, if you have beef sliders, mm-hmm. do not leave the beef sliders out of the fridge for five hours on the table and still eat it. Do you know how many white people I see doing that? Mm-mm. Bruh, also, don't be, okay, if there's, like, a pile of desserts, donuts, for example, don't touch them, like, pick one up, look at it, decide you don't want it, put it back, and then grab another one. The way I will slap fire out of you, you just touch it every damn little thing. I hate people who lick their fingers and then go to touch more, oh, I hate a finger-licking motherfucker. I hate a finger-licking motherfucker. Don't you lick your damn fingers. And touch nothing on this motherfucking table that's community style, family style. <laughs> Bitches in an Olive Garden, if you don't get some fucking utensils. Yeah, I, I'm not super weird with germs and stuff. Oh, bitch, I am. But when it comes to people... Co-workers? Their saliva on their fingers in front of me going directly. Like, when I see that, I can't handle it. You typing at the damn desk, touching mouse. Ugh. Your mouse and you touching your pens. You're biting your nails, and then you want to lick your fingers and touch. Bitch, I'll kill us. You already killing us. You're a walking biohazard. Especially after the pandemic started, we should all be aware of certain things more now. And like the New York subway lifestyle of um, if I drop it on the subway floor is the only way I won't eat something uh, needs to stop. Even uh, I stopped. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, y'all. So, Pollock's. I'm done with it. Gift exchange. I, too, agree. Fuck out of here with that. Especially, oh, my God, at my job last year, the fucking limit for the gift exchange was $50. $50? Oh, my God! It's too much. It's That's a, in too general, much. It's way too high. What if you hate everyone you work with, which is often the case? Did y'all get a damn bonus to reimburse you for spending money on each other out of your pocket? What the oh fuck? Oh my God. No, they would never. And honestly, the first year, they forgot to put me in the bin for a receiving gift. So I got someone a gift and didn't get one. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah. it's funny. One year at our... Our secret Santa got somebody a really nice gift and they gave me handmade earrings that were like really shitty. (laughs) Fuck you, Colleen. (laughs) God, I hate... Wait, was that... Yeah. Oh, God, the Colleen I know, of course. The musty bitch with a fucking... (laughs) A fucking mullet. Oh, God. Like, Colleen, you funky bitch, you. (laughs) You made me the most ugly, ugly fucking earrings because I complimented your earrings being just kind of nice, even though I didn't mean it. I totally had a Regina George moment. I was like, such cute earrings. And then I turned around, I was like, those are the ugliest effing earrings I've ever seen in my life. And then, of course, what did she do? She fucking gifted me some. And then I actually, like, bought my Santa a really fucking nice gift. I'm like, you dirty, funky bitch. Fucking... (laughs) hate you. Oh, I wanted shit. to fucking cut her, like, mullet off. <laughs> but guess what? She ended up shaving her head in this weird way, like, she months did. later. She did. <sighs> but yeah, next question. 
Any ideas for celebrating Christmas New slash read you. Any ideas for celebrating Christmas slash New Year's with a horror 420 twist? So I came up with something cute that okay. none of you or myself will even be able to do because I came up with it too late for this season. But okay. for the future, you can decorate your tree with ornaments that like you could put something inside of. I looked it up. These exist. Mm -hmm. And you can label them with a different horror movie on the outside. And inside, you put like a different weed product. Like, one of them you could put a joint in, one you could put a nug of indica in, one a nug of sativa, one, like, a cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. An Love edible that. in another. Uh-huh. And then you could do, like, a 12 Days of Christmas thing with like a weed and advent. a movie. Yeah. Horror weed advent calendar. That's a great gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was literally just going to be just saying, yeah, hi, I watched The Grinch. Um. <laughs> 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 so, hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I feel like that's what's up. <laughs> and the second part of that question was film recommendations for something like this. The Shining. Yeah. Again, you could throw any Christmassy or horror winter adjacent thing, I feel like. Misery. Yeah, absolutely misery. Um, There's also, if you want to switch it up, New Year's Evil, which is mm -hmm. a New Year's Eve themed slasher. Don't Open Till Christmas, an 80s British slasher is fun. Um, obviously, we already mentioned Gremlins. Jack Frost. Oh, yes. Jack Frost. Yeah, definitely get fucking the Michael Keaton one is weird, one. so that one's scary. <laughs> a Jack Frost double feature, even. Mm -hmm. That would be, um, I think that could like rip your brain in half. Yeah. It would be going in such different directions, especially if you were stoned. Could you compute it? <laughs> I'm not sure, but try it. <laughs> if you listen to our Jack Frost episode, I don't think we can compute just that alone. So yeah, Jack Frost squared. Your <laughs> period. Yeah. <laughs> I think our brains would be pummeled. Dude, that was your COVID episode. That was so funny. Oh, they were trying to get, they were trying to take your girl out. <laughs> My God. The Apology is one that came out last year starring Anna Gunn of Breaking Bad. So if oh, you don't yeah. hate her <laughs> from <Skyler>. that, <laughs> yeah, um, it's do. definitely like a feminist little horror movie that most people hate, but I like for the exact reasons that most people hate it. Mm -hmm. So also Maniac, the original 1981, that takes place during Christmas. Yeah, I almost said that earlier, but I lost my train of thought because then we started talking about the Muppets. But oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say Maniac. I think there's a bunch you guys could watch. Um, Santa's Slay, starring Bill Goldberg oh, as yeah. Santa. That's a fun and ridiculous one. Was it Silent Night or si Silent... Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yeah. Yeah, the first two. Even the, the second one has basically like 30 minutes of footage from the first one in it. <laughs> which causes so many people to hate it. And Whatever. okay, it's lazy filmmaking, but... I still think it's hilarious that they actually did that. And also Friday the 13th part two did that too. So, okay. Or th part three did it. Two part two. Yeah, who cares? Oh, uh, Krampus? It's not that good. No, I hate Krampus. But, you know, most people like it. I don't want to be a Grinch about it. Yeah, some people do like it. And if you want to do like an old school spooky silent movie, there's The Phantom Carriage from 1921, I think. Which is... Kind of a somber New Year's Eve horror. Mm, I don't think I've seen that. It's really magical in a way. I think it's a gorgeous movie. But if you're not into silent movies and shit from the 20s, you're not going to be into it. Mm. You know a movie I just watched that takes place in winter and creepy? The Lodge. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it does. The Lodge is good, y'all. That one's scary. The next question we have is, what horror film do you use to sleep at night? Ooh, oh. Damn, this is shining for me. Or like Hellraiser. Okay. Or Child's Play. Child's Play 3. Okay. Ooh, also, I know what you did last summer. I can sleep to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's just like a fun watch. Mm-hmm. These are movies that I like, could run into the ground I'm not super invested in, but if it's on, I'm not like mad that it's on. You know it like the back of your hand. Yeah, I'll leave it on, too. Um, mm -hmm. I used to fall asleep to 
Oh, um, the OG Suspiria. Okay. I like calling soup to that one. That one's a good one. Yeah, those are all good choices. For me, any of the first three screen movies, because they just bring back that nostalgia from, I guess, my childhood and teens. And I did used to fall asleep to a lot of those around that time. The Ring, that's another one. The Ring is a good one. That's a movie in seventh grade I bought on DVD or eighth grade, I want to say. The first two years that I had it, I like couldn't watch it at home. I only like watched it like once or twice. And I was like so mm-hmm. scared. But then eventually, I don't know, something about the colors, like the rainy driving to the cabin, like it just made me mm-hmm. feel like cozy in bed, which sounds so creepy. But I don't know, that movie makes me like feel eerily cozy now. I understand that completely. Movies where there's a lot of rain and like it's just somber and dark. Yeah, even yeah. Dark Water. I don't like oh, the American yeah. remake that much, but yeah. just the vibe of it, though, because it also takes place on Roosevelt Island in New York, which is just a sad place. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is. <laughs> the next question. This is a, a fun one. What naughty gift and what nice gift would you give to some of your favorite horror icons? I'm giving Chucky a six-pack and some weed, a couple pre-rolls. Okay. I'm giving Jason some breath mints. (laughs) Oh, he would need them. And some lotion, because I know your skin is going crazy after being in that water for so damn long. Oh, my God. Mm, A towel. A (laughs) a nice robe is what he's getting. The Cenobites, I'm getting them some new leather, some new leather harnesses. I specifically um, singled out Thrussy from Hellraiser, and yeah. said, I would give Thrussy a little rabbit vibrator for her Thrussy. Yeah, her throat For her little neck snatch. Yeah, 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 big old dildo. And I would also, for her nicer gift, give her a t-shirt that just says throat goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Because who else? Come on. Yeah, Thrussy got it. Um, mm-hmm. Thrussy power. <laughs> Thrussy talk nasty, baby. Oh, you know she does. She doesn't talk a lot, but when she does, it's filthy. Um, I would also give the xenomorph from Alien, you know, the little um, extender xenomorph that kind of pops out of the mouth. Yeah. I'd give him a butt plug. Oh, shape cute. Shaped like that. Cute. Mm-hmm. We love that. And I would also give him some polish for his sleek exoskeleton. I'm getting Jack Torrance, Charles Z. Ray, and the nigga from Phantasm all fucking Rogaine. and moisturize it they all need it yeah for real for real get those footings together mamas I'm getting Annie from Misery a nigga John Wayne Gacy's phone number I don't know okay you know meet her match I mean you know I think a blow up doll might do it for her (laughs) I'm like a computer (laughs) she she cannot take any talk back (laughs) She's very sensitive. <laughs> oh, her biggest critic. I would give Black Phillip from The Witch a bath, because how cute. Aww. And I would also, then, then I would feed him a baby. Yeah. For breakfast. Yeah, you he know, would want Babies that. for breakfast. So delicious. I could just imagine myself grinding his little goat nails with my mm-hmm. Dremel. Mm-hmm. Cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Goats have hooves. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I just talk about grinding a goat's nails. I wouldn't notice. <laughs> I clearly didn't. <laughs> I would get Chucky a little coat. Because, you know, when you out with him, some old black lady will be like, where that baby coat at? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be judged. <laughs> I would get Mrs. Loomis from Scream 2 another makeover. <laughs> I would get uh, Julie some damn style. Yeah. Um, I know what you did last summer. I would get her some damn style. I would get her... A haircut and a Lululemon gift card. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of gifts for Julie are endless. Yeah. I'm giving you the world, baby, because you need it. I'll give her a choice. She could go two ways. I'll give her, like, a gift card to Nordstrom Rack, you know, start small. Mm -hmm. But then I'd also give her, like, an actual butter churner so she could decide if she wants to become fashionable or lean into the butter churning skirt. That she has and just Amish stick life. with the Amish style. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so we, I'm feeling generous. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, we just given out the gifts. The weed is taking us, so this is a perfect time to ask the question. What do you think is the worst viewing experience you've had while high? Oh, 
Eve of Wong. Oh my god. I didn't even think of it. I think because I blacked it out. Yeah. Oh, I can never forget. That's my personal 911 right now. It definitely crashed into the twin towers of my brain. Yeah, that was a brutal watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, mine is the Neon Demon. I don't dislike the Neon Demon wow. now, but I first watched it when I was too high. And I think that I was just like too distracted by all the colors and the fashion. Yeah. And just was like, this is just nonsense. It just didn't click when I was high. And then I was like, I watched it sober and I was like, oh, things make sense. I can tie things together more here now. <laughs> Okay, so the next question is, what movie viewing experience was most improved by being high? I would say um, House or Houseu from 1977. Um, you know, the fun one. Japanese horror comedy. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is zany, this was fun, and I knew it was going to be. Yeah. But I didn't know it was going to be this psychedelic, trippy crazy. So I was like, I need to watch this shit. High as fuck. And it took me to another place. <laughs> I'm going to say Cabin in the Woods, then. Okay. That yeah, was I can fun see that to too. watch high as fuck. Because I was like, all right, whatever, typical horror movie, blah, blah, blah. And then it was not at all. And I was like, wait, what? This is crazy. So I fuck with Cabin in the Woods heavy. Anything meta, I could see being like, what? You have many of those moments when you're still, like high. The, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, and Hereditary. Okay, I don't know if I've ever... I mean, I probably have, but n not particularly high. The first time I watched that, I was high as shit. I had no idea what I was watching. I purposely avoided all the trailers, press, like, everything for it, and I went into it blind as hell. And I was, like, so high, so scared, but so mind-blown. I had to watch it, like, two more times after that because I didn't understand it, but I was too scared. Yeah, I definitely need to watch that super high. Because I know I've seen it high, but, like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen it, like, particularly stoned. You have to be so. fucking high, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it definitely being trippier and more, like, the atmosphere being heightened. Yeah. So, the next question is, what non-horror movie do you think people should watch while high? Everything, bitch. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I just did this. Watch the Rugrats movie, the first one. Okay. That shit is dark. Okay. I definitely am going to do that. <laughs> that is dark. My pick is Greener Grass. It's this like indie comedy from a couple years ago. There's very bright colors in it. It almost has like an Edward Scissorhands aesthetic. Okay. And it all, it does mock like suburban life. Okay. And it's very creepy and eerie at the same time. Like there's, there's an undertone of, you know, sinisterness going on in this movie already. And I think uh, it's a perfect movie to watch Super Zone. It's like uh, written and directed and acted by two female comedians. And I love it's, that. it's super interesting and offbeat. Just, it's a visual trip. And I think being high will really enhance it and make it uh, memorable. <laughs> being John Malkovich is another good one, too. Oh, that is a good one. I was going to say Mood Indigo or Eternal Sunshine. Okay, yeah, definitely anything by Michelle Gondry could qualify. Science of Sleep, that one might be better than Eternal Sunshine, to be honest, because it's just, like, so quirky and weird to watch. Just like the visuals, e yeah. Be Kind Rewind, that one's good. Uh, also, I have The Holy Mountain, which is a Yodorowsky movie from the 70s. Mm. It's just, like, an acid trip, psychedelic 70s, I guess, drama adventure? I don't know, it's... It's a, it's a slow, arty drama, but okay. it is trippy as all hell, and the costumes are great. It's just a visual feast. Ooh. It's an atmospheric piece, and, um, you know, drugs would help. <laughs> I'm going with Cruella, child. I know it's fuck Disney right now, but Cruella was good. I mean, I loved the costumes. Cruella is good. The story was really good. The acting is great, and the costuming is incredible. I'm like, yes, this was enough. Uh, I know you'll agree with this one. Fantastic Planet, I think, would be great. Oh, high. my God. Yes. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the show before, but yes. You have. Yes, Fantastic Planet. That's a great mm -hmm. movie to watch. Yeah. Anything with that vibe, whether it's animated or not, like uh -huh. even Barbarella, I think, would be oh, good to yeah. watch. Oh, yeah. Cool World. <laughs> no, yeah, Cool World. <laughs> cool World is fun. Fuck Brad Pitt, but Cool World is fun. There's just, like, so many cool movies out there that aren't horror, but, like, 
still fun to watch when you're high as shit and like mm-hmm. want to find like either deeper meaning or just be stoned and be like, whoa, I never noticed that shit. Yeah, I think Death Becomes Her would be fun while high. It's it's like horror adjacent. It's awesome. It's awesome. Watch that every day. I think I've seen that while high and it was great. <laughs> I've seen that in so many states of mind. I watch Death Becomes Her so frequently. It's so good. It's hilarious. Comedy queens. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's a little disturbing. And also it's kind of sexy because Isabella Rossellini's titties are amazing. I think black comedies in general, World's Greatest Dad is fun. I've actually never seen that. It's so good. I, you know, I, th- I wish I would have seen it before Robin Williams died. Because mm-hmm. now that he's dead and knowing that it's kind of like a somber, you know, deep, dark film like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. And I, lo- I was obsessed with Robin. But I will get to it because I want to see all of his movies. Yeah, it's a good one. I like movies like that. Like, just dark. Mm-hmm. Me too. I tend to like a dark movie more than a light one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not queer comedy, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Though we are funny. <laughs> so it's it kind of is. Weird <laughs> comedy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it could be, bitch. We got this thing on lock, all genres. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. So the next question, I think you should answer, obviously. Okay. What's the difference between a black queer community and a white one? Ooh. We got a deep question. That is deep. Um... <laughs> This is such a weird term for it, but spatial awareness, like (laughs) (laughs) being aware of what spaces you're in just because you're queer doesn't mean like that card trumps everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I often feel like especially being in cities like, you know, San Francisco and San Diego, even like a lot of L.A., the gay Mm -hmm. scene is very white. And... Just remember uh, who you are and where you are at all times. Like, you know, because there's other queer people in the community that are black or brown or fucking disabled or, you know, femme, trans. Like, there's so, if you're a cis white man and you're gay and you're like, well, I'm gay. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I get it my way. Well, I'm gay. You like, you pull that all the time. I was like, bitch, okay, me too. The fuck? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like, we we have to share this community. We are in community together. Just like in the black community, even there's like colorism within there. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't shouldn't be ranking ourselves within this. It should be us against all of them motherfuckers, not us against us type shit. So I just think remembering that in like community spaces, because I think one black and people of color queer spaces like ride together remember the cause is to just release let go have fun feel safe and i think white gays want to do that too but there's also um <laughs> not everyone gets the chance to even feel safe in those all the time you know i've experienced racism from a lot of white gays so yeah i mean i've experienced colorism from white gays i was told oh, yeah. on a website back in the day that I shouldn't be listing my race as Caucasian because I was tricking people. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's not fair. That's not fair. And I think you bring up a good point with white queers, especially white gay men with spatial awareness in a, in a physical sense as well. Absolutely. And then don't come to the black gay club trying to kiki and uh, try to click up. With all your white friends, you just want to come here because the music is good, but you don't really like us like that. Fuck out of here. Like, show the same love here that you show there. And tip your black queens just as much as you tip your white queens. Drag race fans are a perfect example of black community versus white queer community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, like, so nuanced. At the same time, it's just so layered and thick. But, like I said, to sum that all up, I'll just say, spatial awareness, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, and our next question is, what horror killer or killers do you think that you could defeat? All of them, I'm built different. I feel like I could chase <laughs> anybody. <laughs> it's funny. For me, for some reason, the first thing I thought of, I say think, because it's Jaws. <laughs> I'm like, that's a motherfucking shark. <laughs> like, I have to be in the water with it yeah. for it to kill me. Yeah. And like, 
I love Jaws, but I'm th- I was thinking about it high while preparing for this question. Why, when they knew how deadly this sh- shark in particular was, that they decided to go out on your typical fishing schooner and not like a fucking mega yacht and just blow that hoe up? They were too gentle with him. Yeah, that's how I felt about uh, the movie Arachnophobia. I'm like, bitch, if you don't get an exterminator, like, <laughs> I'll blow this whole damn farm up and move so quick. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. Like, I'm not saying, like, literally, dr- like, bomb the entire ocean to kill one shark. Oh, I'm blowing up that damn shack <laughs> if I get arachnophobia. Well, that, yeah, a shack, I would blow it up, too. Especially because them spiders are sneaking up on people in their shoes in and the shit. You need, you need to just go for it. You can't be like, oh, I don't want to poison my crops. Get over it. Kill I don't em. know. Kill them all. I think anything with uh, possessed kids, that's easy. Literally, I wrote down Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son. Yeah. Because you look at that face, you know he's evil. I would believe Elijah Wood right away, and yeah. I would kill that little bastard. Yeah, I'm calling CPS like a motherfucker. Yeah, I'm about to kill this little nigga, so come get him. Because he, he finna kill us. Yeah, I would just throw him off the cliff and be like, he's six, he fell, you know. Yeah, he was playing too hard. I don't know life is Life is shit, it's unfair. Yeah. My son! Oh. Fake tears, fake tears, <laughs> fake tears. Yeah, fuck that. Macaulay Culkin can get the fuck. Um, so can that little orphan bitch, because she was a grown-ass woman, so... That's true. She like, was a why? scammer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is, wasn't she like a contortionist, like, circus bitch or something? Yeah, or, she I was don't a little scammer. It didn't fucking matter. So I also think, I know you might disagree, but I do think I could kill Chucky. You just have to have the will. You know, he's a doll. Once you know that it's him, kill that little bastard. You know, like you just have to go for it and get over the fact that uh, you can't believe that a doll is trying to kill you. And I believe I could do it. I just don't think he can die. That's the problem. He don't think I he guess can, that's true. He can die. So it's just like you have to befriend the enemy at that point. You have no choice but to become friends. I guess that's true. Kill him with kindness. <laughs> I'm just trying to defeat them for one movie, though. Uh, you know, I'm going for a one film. And I'm saying you kill him with kindness. You befriend okay. him, and he, and you're like, he won't die. So let me go ahead and, and befriend till the very end. Heidi ho. You're right, though, because the question was defeat, not kill. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Chucky, we might just get along. Maybe, honestly, would. I would defeat him by joining him. Yeah. Therefore... I wouldn't feel the need to defeat him anymore because I would agree with his methods. <laughs> Exchange of information, but two, I feel like Chucky is a Gemini and you guys are going to be able to trust each other after some point because you're like, you're too fucking sweaty and smart and so am I. And we both can't be trusted because we're both impulsive. And uh, yeah, so... I'll Ooh. turn him and Tiffany against each other then. <laughs> so I love that question. And our last question that we have is what is the best holiday weed cookie to eat while watching the world burn? Someone got existential. (laughs) Ooh, bitch. That's like the best one. So Trader Joe's right now, y'all. Get in close. Get in close. Trader Joe's right now has these gingerbread sandwich cookies, right? They're so delicious. What you do is you make yourself a warm chai or hot chocolate with a little bit of mm in there, you know? Just a little bit of something warm for the spirit if you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then you dunk them in there and then you eat the cookie and it just like melts in your fucking mouth they also have a molasses sugar cookie so fucking good um so Trader Joe's their bakery will get you right uh I also think uh, just a classic snicker fucking doodle yeah a warm snicker doodle mm. yeah mm. even like a warm snicker doodle with some like peanut butter chips in it you do love peanut butter, huh? I do love peanut butter. Peanut butter and dark li- dark, li- dark chocolate together. Mm, those chips. Yeah. I am not a semi-sweet motherfucker. Give me dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do a snickerdoodle. I'll do a s'mores snickerdoodle cookie. A churro cookie. I like a basic chocolate chip, too. You know, just use a warm, little weed butter in there. Gooey. Yeah, warm and gooey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... And then I would just watch the world crumble as the cookies do. yeah. The metaphor is perfect. It is incredible. You guys, I'm so high and just like full of joy. The Christmas spirit is thick. I'm so happy. 50 episodes of this silly little podcast. I'm so, I know. so grateful that you guys continue to listen to us like rant and fucking go off on weird little tangents and just like 
are here for it. That's so rad. I feel like, you know, talking to you guys um, on the Instagram and seeing you guys participate in stuff like this, it just makes my heart really warm because it's like... I don't know. I don't ever think that we have, like, a fan base. We just have, like, a lot of friends. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> We've curated our own little community of just, like, queer, uh, horror-high-loving motherfuckers. And you guys are all so special and wonderful, and I appreciate all the listeners so much. And I hope everyone's having a safe, happy holiday. Whether you're with your family, your friends, your friends that you consider family, your damn self. I love yeah. spending time solo, dolo. Reset. Me too. Me and Andrew are spending our time alone because we want to. Yep, we <laughs> solo, dolo this year, y'all. So yeah, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. I do have one last question, but also thank you for me too. I usually leave the the heartwarming stuff to Nikki because Damn, I get Chris, awkward. Why you no questioning? You gonna tell me? But well, but it's not. It's related to our show. Okay. So, what is your favorite episode of season two? Or do a top three if it's easier to just not know. Damn, let me grab my way. phone so we can see what episodes we've done. Let me see. Because this was a fun season. Okay, I think my favorites are The House of a Thousand Corpses, The Set It Off, and On Cocaine and Ready to Kill, The Scream 2. Okay, yeah, those three are probably all up there for me, but I'll pick three different ones to spice it up. A white woman and a dog. <laughs> I would pick, um, I would pick the misery episode, My Sister in Christ, You Must Relax. <laughs> I would also pick Buttholes, Buttholes, Buttholes. <laughs> Our Bodies, Bodies, Bodies episode. Buttholes, Buttholes, Buttholes. <laughs> you guys, yeah. stop making fun of his butthole eyes. Whatever. You do not get butthole eyes from Crohn's. That is so... That was a silly, silly, silly episode. I, okay, I'll fuck with you on that one. Yeah. And Thrusty Power, the mm-hmm. Hellraiser episode. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. It's hard because uh, I forget the movies themselves because the titles of our episodes are so funny. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just like, wait, what? And I think that's also why people enjoy the show in itself is like the titles are just like, what the fuck is this? You know, is this about horror movies? I know. Sometimes I'm like, do people not see the description when they click and just have no idea what they're about to listen to? (laughs) I hope so. I hope it's just like a cold (laughs) listen on Space Jelly Gina. (laughs) (laughs) That would be pretty funny. Or really round pancakey patty cake face ass face. <laughs> smack city bitch, smack smack city bitch. Uh, a white woman and a dog is gonna forever kill me. Like I don't know <laughs> why that it's, uh, it's just so funny. A white woman and a dog. I mean, nothing would be more. We need to find this <laughs> a bowl ah, 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 than a white woman and a dog in this country. <laughs> we need to find them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody get that dog. But yeah, um, yeah, y'all, this is a fun little episode. It was fun. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, 50 episodes. Um, I am also really proud to hit that. And I'm happy that people listen to this shit. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I do also want to plug this other uh, podcast because I was on a podcast recently mm-hmm. um, called The Nobodies horror podcast on their queer horror episode okay yeah so it's their 14th episode nobody's horror podcast hosted by two great ladies and i was on it with another horror content creator alex mode so woo! you guys go check that out we'll put it in the um description of this episode mm-hmm. and um in the comments and tag it so yeah hell yeah hell yeah all mm-hmm. right you guys have a safe and merry Christmas. yeah I hope you enjoyed the Queer Horror High Helliday Variety Special 50th Episode Extrava Ganja. Ooh, Eleganja. <laughs> I wrote that down. and I, Oh, yeah, Eleganja. Extrava Ganja? Eleganja. Wait, other way around. Eleganja Extrava Ganja. Extraordinaire, Mama Bex. Mm-hmm. Oh, brr. Yay. My tongue pops ain't popping. There we go. My cotton mouth is crazy right now. 
is crazy. There it is. Rad. Oh, that 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 is why it's the cotton mouth. Hell yeah! Oh, right. I just like lisped. Okay, stay scared, <laughs> stay high, and we will be back. We will be. We <laughs> will be back for season three sometime. Feel like I'm gonna follow la la the fuck out right now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna follow la 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 all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> Good night, Merry Christmas, and Happy New uh, Gay Year. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Queer Horror High. Damn, that shit's good.